This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Now I want to start this morning by turning our attention to North Carolina in the USA and a story that if you saw it on a Netflix true crime show you'd say nah nah they're making this up um and if you, if if they brought out a, a Netflix crime sort of fiction sort of show you know you'd say nah nah this is too far fetched this is mad it's not it's happening and it will continue today in North Carolina at the Davidson County Superior Court in Lexicon, North Carolina. This is the sentence hearing of Molly Martins and her father, Tom Martins, who have pleaded guilty to the voluntary manslaughter of Jason Corbett. And yes, this is an old story. This story has gone on now for nearly a decade. Jason Corbett was killed uh, back in 2017. And it's been going on since then. It's already been the subject of at least one book by Ralph Regal of the Irish Independent, uh, who co-wrote a book with Tracy Corbett Lynch, the sister, I think, of the of the, or the sister-in-law of the dead man. And that book is out, and in fact, being updated as we speak, because Ralph Regal is currently in North Carolina for the sentence hearing. And thank you, Ralph for getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning uh, to talk to me about it. Really do appreciate that. Just just start by maybe reminding me of the history, reminding listeners maybe of the history of this case. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, what happened, PJ, was that, of course, in July and August 2017, we had almost a five-week uh, trial for Davidson County Superior Court uh, where Tom and Molly Martins, Tom, of course, is a retired FBI agent. Molly Martins was a nanny who came to Ireland uh, to look after Mr. Corbett's two children after the death of his first wife, Mags, in November 2006. They began a relationship and they married in June 2011. He was found um, brutally beaten to death with a metal baseball bat and a concrete paving slab in the early hours of August the 2nd, 2015. And of course, after that 2017 trial, both Tom and his daughter were convicted of Mr. Corbett's second degree murder and they were sentenced to between 20 and 25 years in prison. Of course, they appealed immediately. It went to the North Carolina Court of Appeal where on a two to one uh, margin of the uh, the appellant judges, they voted in favour of uh, the Martins' appeal 
and said that they had been unfairly treated in the first trial by having specific evidence ruled as inadmissible. It then went to the North Carolina Supreme Court, where two years ago, the Supreme Court upheld the ruling of the appellant court and quashed the conviction. So what we had thought was going to happen uh, this autumn was a full retrial of Tom, who's now 73, and Molly, who's 40. But what actually happened last Monday, quite dramatically, was Davidson County um, prosecutors confirmed that a plea deal had been reached with the father and daughter, whereby once they entered pleas to voluntary manslaughter charges, the second degree murder charge would be dropped. So Tom Martins pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and his daughter Molly entered no contest. The state, the judiciary considers a no contest plea to be a form of a guilty plea. So for the last week and a half, we've been hearing submissions on a sentencing hearing, and it is radically different from what happened in 2017, because in 2017, we heard all of the evidence, whereas what we're really hearing now is largely the defense's take on the evidence. So an awful lot of it, is from the point of view of Tom and Molly Martins and what cross-examination there is is relatively limited. So what we have now is we have that the two have admitted that they killed him. They were originally convicted and the conviction overturned, as you've explained. They now admit they did, they did kill him and this was to be a sentence hearing. It has turned into really bizarre stuff, Ralph. It has, PJ. And um, prophetically, um, a couple of years ago, and the Corbett family, the very tight-knit family, they have been campaigning really for eight years for justice to be done for Jason. And they warned uh, several years ago that they felt that having taken Jason Corbett's life, what Tom and Molly Martins were going to do now was attempt to take his reputation. And that really has been what's been going on for the last um, couple of days. There, he has been portrayed as a bully, as being controlling, as having subjected his wife to an extensive campaign of domestic abuse. There have been repeated claims that she was afraid of him. At one point, in quite shocking evidence, it was said that she was repulsed by him, but that she only stayed with him because, of course, she was afraid of losing the children. And and Miss Martin's take on the whole proceedings is that uh, she had raised the children. They were not biologically her children. Of course, they were Mr. Corbett's two children by his first wife, uh, Margaret Mags Fitzpatrick Corbett, who died from an asthma attack in November 2006. And of course, because they weren't Miss Martin's biological children, if there was any separation she might get half of the marital assets, mm-hmm. but the children would remain within the custody of Mr. Mr. Corbett. Come back to Mags for a second, Ralph, because there's been questions raised by the defence about her cause of death. What the defence have basically done is taken what is allegedly a flawed Irish post-mortem report and taken what might be remotely possible and turned it into a fact And essentially, that has all been underpinned by Dr. George Nichols. Now, he's the retired chief medical examiner um, from Kentucky, and he was hired by the prosecution to review the post-mortem findings of Mags Corbett from November 2006. Now, everyone had said that Mags had died of an asthma attack. She was a known asthmatic. Um, She had suffered this uh, asthma or respiratory problem in her house. But what was not said to the court is that she was with not just her husband, Jason Corbett, but she was actually with her own sister, Catherine. 
But that was never said in court. All that was said was she was with her husband and that she was later pronounced dead in the hospital. And Dr. George Nichols effectively eviscerated the Irish post-mortem report. He said there were major deficiencies in it. There were major failings. There were things that should have been done and noted that were not done. And he said, number one, this woman did not die of asthma because it hasn't been proven to be the case. And number two, we cannot determine a manner or cause of death because the information I would require is not there. Now, what he it was put to him, of course, he opened the door immediately to the defense who said, well, is homicide? homicide possible? And he said, correct, it is. He then said, it might be possible, but it is not wholly probable. And of course, the latter part of that statement was completely ignored by the defence, who suddenly said, Mags Corbett did not die of asthma, and she was killed by her husband. It's, it's a bit like those court cases we see on telly, isn't it, Ralph, where the the lawyer is asking the witness, but is it possible, doctor? Well, yes, it is, but thank you. No, for It was a bit like that, wasn't it? It was. I mean, essentially what the defence are doing, PJ, is they're taking everything that suits them and they're ignoring everything that qualifies it or puts it in context. And the tragedy is that somehow in the middle of this, the actual truth has been lost. And it really has proved terribly hurtful for the Fitzpatrick family. They were so outraged, they actually issued a special statement describing as lies. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any suggestion that she she died in untoward circumstances, they stayed. She was a known asthmatic. She had had numerous attacks. She had used a nebulizer. She had used inhalers. And that she was actually with her sister in the house when she got the asthma attack. And her sister stayed with her two children, who were then two years and younger. And her husband desperately drove her. They went so far as to say that she stopped breathing in the car. Jason desperately did CPR on her. He managed to get a pulse. And when he gave her to the paramedics, she actually had a pulse. Tragically, in the ambulance, before she could get to University Hospital Limerick, she stopped breathing again, and they were not able to revive her in University Hospital Limerick. And really, what has happened is that that has played very much to the defense team. So on the one hand, they're accusing uh, Jason Corbett of having subjected 
subjected Molly to a campaign of domestic abuse. They're saying that Molly was convinced that her first, his first wife had died in suspicious circumstances and that she was going to be next. A lot of the other damning prosecution evidence from the first trial has not been mentioned, such as the fact that Mr. Corbett um, was cold to the touch when paramedics arrived on August the 2nd, 2015, indicating that there had been a delay, a deliberate delay in trying to notify them, that there had been an attempt made to drug him that his life insurance policy had been remotely changed several months before to ensure that the children were excluded and that Molly Martins would be the only beneficiary and that this also took place against the background of quite a bitter adoption issue because Miss Martins, what was said during evidence last week was that Miss Martins had a laser-like focus on the two children. She wanted the two children and she was herself and her family we're putting Mr. Corbett under pressure to sign adoption papers. Of course, Mr. Cor- Corbett's family have said that he was aware of her history of mental health problems. He was deeply concerned about her increasingly erratic and bizarre behaviour, and he would not sign adoption papers because of those concerns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of evidence coming out about the children in the last week, Ralph. I, just listening to it, it's quite disturbing to hear it being discussed at that level in open court. It is, PG. I mean, one of the prosecu- one of the assistant district attorneys here, Marissa Parker, made the point that the words of the children were being weaponized, and the judge didn't disagree. And certainly, the most surreal day last week was where you had the two children who are now aged 19 and 17 years and who have spent almost half their lives under the shadow of these judicial proceedings, sitting in a court looking at their eight-year-old and ten-year-old selves. What came across was that they were supposedly hero-worshipping their mother, that their mother was their everything. Uh, There wasn't a whole pile overly positive said about their father and that they were terrified. They had been told by Miss Martins that Mr. Corbett's Irish family were coming to the United States to get them to the point where one of the children actually said, and these statements were given to social services a couple of hours before the children were due to attend the North Carolina Memorial Service for their father. And one of the children said they had been told by their their stepmother, Miss Martins, that the Irish family would attempt to take them away at the memorial service and take them back to Ireland against their wishes. God, and this is incredible detail to be coming up in open court. Also, there's another impression was given of uh, Jason that, that he was a mean and miserly man. The, 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 the paperwork alone doesn't bear that up, Ralph. No, but none of that paperwork has been given before Judge Hall, um, PJ, and that's really why what you're seeing is a very defense-orientated picture of what happened. I mean, just to put in context, some of the things that were said over the past week was that Jason would get angry for no reason. He seemed to get particularly angry towards Miss Martins about spending money, about the fact that she hadn't applied for a job, about the fact she was talking about getting her CV updated, that, that she never did. He would get annoyed if she had spent money on fruit. Really trivial things that just didn't seem to make a whole pile of sense and painted a particularly negative picture of Mr. Corbett. Whereas in reality, what we know is that Molly Martins was the one that picked out the property that they were going to live in in North Carolina. And it was paid for entirely by Mr. Corbett in cash. They didn't have a mortgage. Secondly, Miss Martins picked out the type of car she wanted. Mr. Corbett paid for it. He even gave, I think, forty or $45,000 to Tom Martins so that their wedding in June 2011 at an old Confederate mansion in Tennessee that Miss Martins had said she wanted her fairy tale wedding to take place at, that that could 
go towards the cost of the, the wedding service. Everything had been paid for by Mr. Corbett, who supposedly, according to the defence, was an extremely tight and miserly man. There's a, I think it's two days of evidence left, Ralph. Can there possibly be more to come? We don't know, PJ. What we do know is that Judge Hall seems, he's a former prosecutor, and he was specially chosen to handle this hearing, and he seems determined to have it finished this week. Um, the suggestion from some of the local reporters here in Lexington in Davidson County is that he has a capital murder trial that he has to deal with before Christmas. So what we've been told is that the judge will now start sitting at 9 o'clock in the morning, that he will sit until 1 o'clock, he will be back at quarter to 2, and that he is prepared to sit until 5 o'clock or later to try and get through the schedule of evidence that is remaining. What we're expecting is that the evidence will continue possibly into Wednesday, that we may have closing arguments. Of course, there will be six closing arguments because there's six lawyers for the two defendants and there are three assistant district attorneys representing the prosecution. There'll be six closing arguments and we're expecting Judge Hall then to come back at the Friday. And again, it's worth pointing out, Tom and Molly Martins have already served three and a half years for second degree murder. So if Judge Hall imposes any sentence of three and a half years or less, they will walk free from Davidson Courthouse. What, what are his options, Ralph? What are his options at the end of this week? Um, if Judge Hall determines that under this Class D homicide or voluntary manslaughter that there were exceptional extenuating circumstances, if he really does believe that it was self-defense and that both Tom and Molly acted to defend their own lives, then he could actually release them on probation. So it could be a sentence as low as that. At the maximum end of the scale, of course, there's a sentence of 17 years. But that sentence is only applied to people that have serious previous convictions, neither of which Tom and Molly have. So he has said that that kind of sentence won't apply. We're expecting that the upper limit will be around nine years. But again, if he imposes anything at a level of three and a half years or less, Tom and Molly Martins will walk free. Because, of course, they have served time. We'll, we'll know in the fullness of time. Ralph, thank you for bringing us up to speed on that. It's a bizarre story and, and uh, unfortunately like something we'd see on Netflix, but this is real life. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, PJ. Cheers, Ralph. I'm, I appreciate you getting up at, um, at silly o'clock in the morning. Courts 96 FM.